0: Voices. We hear them every day. Some voices, like mine, are smooth and comforting. While, on the other hand, the Chad and Cheese podcast is like listening to a Nickelback album. You'd rather stab yourself in the ears with an ice pick. Anyway, you're now listening to Voices, a podcast series from Chad and Cheese that features the most important and influential voices within the recruitment industry.
1: Try not to fuck it up, boys. What is the state of Google for Jobs today? Does it really matter? Is it going to overtake Indeed? I mean, what are some of the big questions and and what matters right now with Google for Jobs? Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Yo,
0: what's up, everybody? Uh, hell was that? Welcome to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. The Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host Joel Cheeseman, and I'm
1: Chad with a new stand-up desk. So, wash.
0: Ooh, fancy! Yeah. And you may have heard about it. You may have listened to an episode. This is a new Voices series. We are honored to have with us for this one, Vincat Jenna Peretti, CEO and founder of Jobiac. Vimcat, Big yeah. Cat. What's up?
2: Thank you, Chad and Joel. Thank you for having me. It's good to be
0: here. Very welcome. You sound very relaxed with in, in all this virus, you know, panic.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, This whole corona is starting to hit us in Boston. We have almost 91 cases, uh, a lot of working from home. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's going to slow down. Uh, right now, it's really affecting us in a big way in terms of travel events. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping in the next couple of months it will all go away.
0: Are you seeing any panic from uh, customers or prospects at this point? <laughs>
2: Uh, not uh, not customers or prospects, but VCs and investors—they are starting to slow down. Uh, yeah. they really—that's a—that's a big concern. Not only just for us, a lot of uh, startups who are looking to raise money—that's going to be a big challenge because they're very very you optim- know, conservative now and. Uh, couple of my friends uh, who are close to closing around, they were sent away and uh, they were uh, told to hold up for six months. Uh, I think it's going to have a big impact on fundraising. Yeah. Market,
1: the market itself obviously is sending everybody into shock. And, you know, again, it's, it's all around managing uh, a crisis overall. So, yeah, hopefully we can get we can get our arms around this shit. You, you've
0: raised money just for listeners. Uh, what's sort of the update on that for you guys, FinCat?
2: Yeah, so uh, we raised close to $3 million, uh, predominantly from successful entrepreneurs from Boston. Uh, some uh, prominent people like Rajat Gupta, uh, Ross Perra Jr. from Dallas, uh, a lot of uh, uh, Boston uh, HR tech guys. Uh, so it's only five or six people. Uh, We're good for the next six to eight months, so we don't really have to worry about this whole fundraising. Um, I think, as I told you guys, in December, we launched our uh, product, uh, the optimization product for Google for Jobs, and uh, it's doing really well. Our customers are very happy. They're seeing all jobs ranking, especially in top 20, which is what our new product does uh touch wood we've got uh, almost 18 customers in the last two months we've got 40 more in the pipeline so uh, all the hard work is really starting to pay us off uh, it's good time to at a job yet.
0: nice and what's uh, your staffing look like now
2: uh, we are close to 130 people uh, when i spoke to you guys almost uh, Damn. 14 wow. months back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time out what are they doing The technology, 90% of our staff is still tech. The optimization uh, product, it's pretty intense. It took us 14 months of machine learning, uh, it's not easy uh, to build uh, something to show up in the top 20. Right. Uh, so the product has been really good. Uh, again, we are spread across the country. We've got our CTO in Bay Area. Uh, we have got people in France as well as in India. So it's tech, but uh, it's a uh, it's really intense true machine learning platform.
1: So in France, in India. So t- tell us a little bit about like the the work habits. And I mean, obviously, you know, you're 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 incredibly well attuned with uh, not just working here in the U.S., but throughout the, the United States. But our listeners might not. How is it different working with individuals in India and France, let alone the, the U.S., with regard to trying to get getting things at ec- longer lunches? <laughs>
2: And the number one is, first of all, obviously, you know, the cost wise, India is much, much cheaper. Uh, they work in, you know, different uh, shifts. Uh, so if you want to get a lot of work done when you're leaving in the U.S., especially in the evenings, and uh, they get most of the work done by the time you wake up. Uh, and India is really picking up in terms of machine learning. It's extremely, extremely difficult to hire engineers right now, especially in machine learning. Uh, a lot of colleges are starting to educate teach. Uh, so, if you're looking for you know solid uh, AI and machine learning engineers, uh, you get them at a reasonable price from India. In terms of working with them, the, you know, a lot of things have changed in the last 20 years for good. Uh, the kids are a lot more smarter, kids who are graduating from college,
1: uh-huh.
2: and uh, uh, the God. work we get, it's really good now. The output is really good. It's smart, not about working 18 to 24 hours anymore. Uh they just they do have a life after work now, which yeah. used to be not the case.
1: So are they like are they ready for you when they come out of college? I mean are are they ready or is there a lot of onboarding that you have to do to get them set up and ready to do what you need them to do? Cuz we've always heard about the skills gaps, right? But it sounds like from you, at least the types of individuals you're pulling in, that might not be the case. So what does that onboarding time frame look like? Or are they just a plug and play, get it done?
2: No, no, absolutely not plug and play. You still have to, especially if you're hiring fresh graduates from college, you really have to train them for six to seven months. It's an investment that you have to do. Uh, once you'd go through that initial six to seven months investments, as long as you like the company, the culture, uh, they really work hard, and they'll get going right after that. But it's not plug and play. Uh, you still have to do a lot of hard work. Uh, you still have to train them, mentor them, coach them. Uh, but after that, uh, once you do that, initial investments, it pays off big time.
0: So, are these all full-time employees?
2: Yes, they're all uh, full-time employees because, wow. you know, because of IP reasons. You know, investors insist that everyone of these guys are on our payroll. Everybody cares about
1: Google for Jobs, right? They're not really sure if it's helping. Some companies like iSIMS say that it's the number three traffic provider for their companies. So that's that's pretty big because it came up from number six for them within the past year to, to number three from your standpoint. And you were obviously neck deep in Google for Jobs. What is the state of Google for Jobs today? Does it really matter? Is it going to overtake Indeed? I mean, what are some of the big questions and, and what matters right now with Google for Jobs?
2: Yeah, it, uh, it started very slow, to be very honest. Google doesn't really do a lot of advertising. Uh, it's live now, most of the world. It's available in Asia, most of Europe, uh, Latin America. The Google for Jobs, a little widget that you see on Google organic Search now accounts for of all job searches. That's almost like 100 to 120 million clicks per day. So what's happening now is it's it's initially, if you look at last year, when you're pushing your jobs on Google, there was not much traffic. Uh, Now people are starting to see the traffic. Uh, The visit is starting to pick up. And uh, again, this, the, the Google for Jobs also has its own problems. It originally, it started with schema. They said just put in a schema, then you're all set. That worked really well in 2017 and 2018, but it's not working now because every single job is published on Google for Jobs by hundreds of job boards, and Google only picks up six of them because it has a limit of six applies. So how do you... Show up on Google if your job is being published by a hundred other job boards. Right, it's starting to become a big SEO play. It's no longer about job schema. Lots of people have figured out putting the schema. Most applicant tracking systems have this technology in place, but most of them don't see anything from Google because it's SEO play.
1: Well, and and they get kicked out because they're not one of the six. I mean, so so obviously, how do you become? And I'm, this might be some secret sauce shit right now, but how do you become become one of the top six? I mean, because it sounds like Google's picking winners and losers, at least the top six. Here comes the red meat.
2: Yeah. So it's all about landing page. You know, whatever the RMPs are doing, investing in career size, that's where it's really starting to pay off. If you have a good starting landing page, you are going to do well. The reason you see most jobs today on Google for Jobs, you see LinkedIn, Glassdoor, their landing pages are loaded with SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have just not the job posting they have a lot of additional information related to jobs or training materials significant additional information that will be helpful for job seeker whereas applicant tracking system you know they don't, they don't really have good landing pages and they don't get any traffic so you got to you now competing with hundred other job boards with their landing pages for you to do well, you really have to understand the SEO for jobs. And if you don't know the SEO, which most of HR tech guys, especially recruiters, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's you know, they're so SEO. It's too technical for them. And yeah. they're we are not marketers. So people who are investing in SEO, which is basically RMPs like Phenom, Claims, they're putting a lot of effort in terms of career center, career pages and landing pages. They tend to do well. But if you are thinking you're just going to put the job schema and let it show up, 50% of your jobs do not even show up or not even searchable on Google for jobs.
0: And when you, just for our audience, Cat, when you say landing page... Do you mean the job description page or something else?
2: It's the landing page on the company career side, which is the job description page, which has a apply button. So uh-huh. when, you, when, when you go to Google for jobs and you find a job, say a Java developer, there's this apply on LinkedIn, apply on Glassdoor. Most of these buttons, when you click on them, they take you to a landing page, which has the job details. Uh-huh. And that page has to have First, good quality uh, in the formatting. The co- quality of the content has to be really good. Significant additional information you have to provide. Just not the just the job pays alone. But if you provide, hey, related jobs, uh, some keywords people are using to find this job, anything that will be helpful for job seeker, Google likes that and once you have a lot of this information then you tend to do well again first you have to show up in the top, the first six yeah. and the next big one is 50 percent of the people who will always click on the first top line yeah. By the way if you show up if you are the second or the third or the fourth it's like google organic says most people click on the first one so how do you sh- once you make the top six How do you make it to top one? Again, that's where the SEO is to get to the top six, the optimization, the the whole job posting, optimization, uh, meta keywords. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in optimizing your job. If you do well, then you show up uh, being the number one. If you are number one, you get the same traffic as what you get from job boards. If you're not, you're not going to see much value from Google for Jobs. So if you're Mm -hmm. investing on Google for Jobs, you make sure you show up being the number one apply button on Google for Jobs. Then you will see, you know, three to four X more applicants than what you're seeing today.
1: Okay. So like ISIMS, they're obviously doing well since they're seeing it being their number three uh, but most applicant tracking systems are. What are they doing better than everybody else? They're just focusing on that uh, job description page and doing those things that that you're talking about, or 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 maybe they have a better relationship with Google because they know, Google knows, that is the point of conception for, for the actual job itself. It's it's the original place. Um, do you think that there's any waiting that happens there?
2: No, no. So uh, the, initially when Google for Jobs was launched, they partnered with about 16 to 20 different companies like LinkedIn, ISEMS. They, they got the documentation first, but as far as showing up on Google for Jobs ranking, it doesn't really matter. It's all about quality of your job and SEO, iSIMS does a good job. Uh, the problem with iSIMS is they haven't really figured out the apply button on the company name. It's like Sengez is a customer of iSIMS. When you go to any of iSIMS customers right now, it says apply on the client name, iPhone iSIMS. A lot of job seekers don't know what iSIMS is. Even yes. like if, when we went live, 12 months back, all of our jobs used to say apply on Jobiak. So nobody knows what Jobiak is, what is ISM says. If you put Deloitte, she says apply on Deloitte careers or apply on IBM careers versus LinkedIn or Glassdoor, the chances of candidate clicking on Deloitte is a lot higher.
1: So you have control of that yourself? I mean, ISIMS has control of what that button says and Jobyak has control of what that button says on Google for Jobs?
2: It depends on what your implementation is. ISIMS okay. is an applicant tracking system right now. Uh-huh. So they don't, they don't own the career sites. So especially RMPs, they have a good shot at controlling what it says because you own the career site. So the way you go about getting the apply name, what Google recommends is, Make sure these jobs are on your career site, not on ATS, not on job boards. So if you look at, take an example, ISIMs or Lever, you know, most of the jobs have a URL pattern of clientname.lever.com or clientname.isims.com. Uh-huh. What Google is saying, no, that's not good. Put it on Right. So if you have a job at careers.deloitte.com versus Deloitte.isims.com, the one on Deloitte.com will always do better because Google knows, that's the company, that's the company that hosts these jobs. That's SEO 101, right? So Sims is not doing that, they do. They do have some custom career sites uh, for some other client, but a very, very small portion of that. Uh, but if you don't have that, you don't get the apply button.
0: So are, are you guys setting up subdomains and having the company point that to you guys to, to accomplish that goal?
2: Yeah, we have a couple of uh, implementations. Uh, when we are working with companies like Phenom, it's a lot easier because they already own these career sites. So they just have to put a pixel uh, to get our platform on it. So we work very similar to Google Analytics. They have to put in a, a one time a pixel code, then they're all set. We Mm -hmm. do all the machine learning. We make sure your jobs are showing up on top 20 and you're getting a lot of traffic. But if you don't have a good career site, uh, which is the case for most of the applicant tracking systems, then we do what Joel just said. We just create a subdomain and have them point to uh, one of our servers, and then we build pretty much what RMPs do in terms of landing page. We only focus on landing page. We don't do, you know, the whole career side and all of that. But we provide significant additional information on the landing page, which Google really, really likes it. And what we provide inside, that's really our secret sauce. But that's been really working out. We didn't have this at the beginning. You know, we were like anyone else just putting the schema. That didn't work out for us and most of the applicant tracking systems. but with this new scu and optimization things are looking really good
1: look for more episodes of voices this chat and cheese podcast series devoted to stories and opinions of industry leaders subscribe on itunes google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show